0: Another day, another episode. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 34 of Journey into Paul's Imagination. A lot of big news, both on the Disney front and on the Universal Studios front. Um, And I'm also excited to talk about uh, this past weekend, which was Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, which, if you're unfamiliar, is the only marathon that is run for the year at Walt Disney World. It's a huge deal. It's a huge event. Um, And I can't wait to talk through my experience later on in the episode. But first, we got a lot of park news to talk about. So first things first, as of April 3rd, Happily Ever After and Epcot Forever will be returning. Um, We already knew the news that Happily Ever After would return. So far, the news includes that there will be projections going down Main Street for Happily Ever After. Um, I didn't... Super love or care for the Enchantment Main Street USA projection. So I'm not necessarily over the top about it. Um, It doesn't take away from the experience. Neither do I think it super adds to the experience. But nonetheless, I'm very excited that Happily Ever ever After is returning. um, Even though, unfortunately, I am blocked out on April 3rd. The other thing that I was a little surprised to see return... Was Epcot forever? Um, it does seem like Epcot forever may never leave. It may truthfully be for around forever as a show that can um, that can fill the gaps. So there is a new show that um, that we've heard of that will be coming to to Epcot to replace Harmonious, um, but similarly from Illuminations to harmonious in between then epcot forever will uh will replace along with that news it is confirmed that the barges will be removed from epcot um so by, by the sounds of it it does look like harmonious will be um will be retired permanently which is honestly upsetting i mean personally for me i didn't hate the barges like everyone else i know a lot of people saw it as an eyesore walking through the park um But I really enjoyed Harmonious. It was not my favorite nighttime spectacular, but one of my favorite nighttime spectaculars. I enjoyed it more than Illuminations, and I enjoy it more than Epcot Forever. Um, Yes, it does take away from the natural beauty of the park as you're walking around, but I do feel like it gave you this big, grand nighttime spectacular that Epcot needed. Um, So I'm a little upset to see it gone so soon, Um, I know the barge is kind of a big deal for a lot of people, but I will say that I think with both of these nighttime spectaculars returning, um, we're truly seeing like Disney leadership listen to what the fans want. Um, A lot of fans showcase their displeasure for enchantment and how they preferred happily ever after. And while I feel like a lot of fans still enjoyed harmonious uh, universally, I feel like most people didn't love that the barges were there. Um, and now both of those are removed. So nighttime spectaculars changing at Magic Kingdom and Epcot uh, as of April 3rd. So if you're looking to see Harmonious or um, Harmonious or Enchantment, your last chance is going to be April 2nd. Then the following day, Finally, the long-awaited Tron will open at Magic Kingdom on April 4th. Uh, We already have annual pass and DVC previews that are confirmed. Um, This is a huge deal. Tron has been under construction for, I want to say, at least five years now. Or it's been five years since it was announced. Um, I'm very excited. I mean, I think it's a perfect fit for Tomorrowland. I think it... Adds that one extra attraction to Tomorrowland that is needed. Growing up, Tomorrowland was always an attraction that uh, was always a a land that I loved. Um, But coming back as a a guest now, there's not as much to experience. So having Tron there will be great. Um, It'll be nice to have another major attraction within Magic Kingdom. In my adult life, coming to Disney... I've actually never experienced anything new come to Magic Kingdom. Um, The closest thing to new would be a new Nighttime Spectacular or Coco being added to um, Mickey's PhilharMagic. The new Fantasyland came about before I was visiting regularly, so I'm really excited to experience a new attraction at Magic Kingdom. Um, I guess there there is one new thing that I should or something that returned, which was the Walt Disney World Railroad. Um, that did return. I got the chance to ride it. Um, and it's fun. It's a nice, relaxed little ride. I still, after now having done Disneyland's and Disneyland Paris, their railroads, I'll definitely say that the Walt Disney World Railroad is definitely the most underwhelming. It's a nice, relaxed ride. But other than that, it doesn't really provide much Whereas Disneyland and Disneyland Paris, they'll, their railroad has just a lot more to it. It feels longer. Um, but anyways, uh, Tron. Tron is coming April 4th. Um, if you're an annual pass holder DVC member, make sure to check your inbox. Prepare for those previews. Um, but if not, get your uh, – Start getting your park reservations for the week of April 4th because it's going to be a busy time in Magic Kingdom for a long time. Next thing up, and this is more of a, I don't want to say it's speculation, but in a Reedy Creek planning meeting, it revealed potential approval. And I say potential because I'm not 100% certain. Um, But it looks like Disney got approval to build two water parks and one new theme park if they would like. However, if they would like. That doesn't mean they're going to do that. But I do wonder where that came about um, for the idea of even gaining approval for. Um, To me, I mean, it would make a lot of sense being that, and we're going to get into it, Universal Studios, or really Universal Parks and Resorts, released a lot today that we'll cover um, a little bit later. But especially with Epic Universe preparing at Universal Studios Orlando Resort um, is going to be opening in 2025. So the only way to really combat that is to build another theme park for Disney. So I don't know if they would take the route of building any new water parks. They already have Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach. And it seems like during slow season, they're already struggling to get traffic in there. Um, But I wouldn't be surprised if they built a new theme park. I just don't know what it could be. I know a lot of people really want a Villain's Park, um, which for the longest time I really did want, but I'm kind of indifferent about now. I don't think I'm creative enough to come up with an idea for a new park, but I'd be really intrigued to see what they come up with um, and move forward with. But it'd be great. In a perfect world, I think what would happen is Disney would build a new theme park Um, one that of course, you know, it's not going to be a perfect park immediately, but in the meantime of doing that, also adding to Disney's animal kingdom, because as great as a new park can be, Disney's animal kingdom still needs more love. It still needs more to do there. It's not quite a full park yet. Um, and it, it can get there. It has tons of potential right now. It's just, there needs to be more. We need more attractions or more shows or just more to do. It's a beautiful park, and the things that are there to do are great. It's just we're missing we're missing quite a bit in order to make that a full park. So if they're going to take the building a new theme park, I'd be super excited. I just really hope that that also includes some additions to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, just kind of following along the uh, – the news that Disney released because they, like I said, they released a lot. Um, first, I'll toss in Disneyland quick. Disneyland has updated their park hopping uh, to begin at eleven eleven a.m. beginning on February fourth. That's part of this new update that they um, that Disney came out with. But Disney also released uh, three pretty big changes at Walt Disney World. So let's start with uh, self-parking at a Disney resort hotel. So for the past few years, uh, Disney resort guests have had to pay to park, um, at their resort. A nightly rate, um, could have ranged, I believe anywhere from like 15 to $30. Uh, that is no longer the case. Uh, now parking is free at Disney resorts, um, which I think is awesome. I feel like it always should have been that way. Um, I think part of what makes staying at a Disney Resort Hotel so special is, I mean, granted you're you are paying a pretty hefty price to stay at these, but um, but part of it is you know you shouldn't have to pay extra for for parking. You should you know have the transportation and all that. So pretty good, uh, pretty good update for guests who may be staying on Disney property soon. Next thing is with Disney Genie Plus. We have found out um, that beginning in the next few months, guests that purchase Disney Genie Plus will receive digital downloads of their Disney PhotoPass attraction photos um, taken in the park the day of that they purchased Genie Plus. This is huge. Um, it's not quite fully what I wanted, but when Genie Plus was first announced, my way of comparing because I know there's a lot of outrage about a paid fast pass system but my way of comparing it was to like MaxPass and how MaxPass used to be at Disneyland. What MaxPass used to be is it was very similar to Genie Plus. It was $15 and basically it enabled you to create Fast Pass reservations at your fingertips on your phone. Um, it was very easy. When I went to Disneyland, it basically made the trip because we were able to just constantly ride new things. Um, Especially because they have so many locals there, and their locals aren't taking advantage of Genie uh, of Max Pass on a daily basis. Also, Max Pass included all Photo Pass pictures, so that was great too. It was just such a great offering. And while this doesn't include all Photo Pass pictures, it is cool that you're going to get all the Photo Pass pictures um, from any of the attractions that you ride. So it's just an added bonus, especially with the price of Genie Plus. Um, I'm still not sure if it's worth it. I have, like I said, I've yet to use it. um, But I do think it's a nice little bonus that they're adding in. And the last thing, which I'm really excited for, is Walt Disney World annual pass holders. um, Park reservation requirements will be lifted after 2 p.m. with the exception of Saturday and Sundays at Magic Kingdom. Now, there's still going to be blockout dates um, where it kind of remains the same um moving forward but just to know especially because like annual pass holders annual pass holders a lot of times during the week you know or just a slow time like you just want to pop into the park you don't want to have to think about making a park reservation um and I truthfully I don't mind it as much but some people do so I just think it gives annual pass holders that freedom again to be able to just pop in spontaneously into a park and um, I'm really happy they took this route I think it's it's the right route to go. Um, So I'm really excited, and I hope other annual pass holders are too. Some other Disney news, um, specifically on Disney Cruise Line, for Pixar Day at Sea, they have announced and released um, face character versions of Mr. Incredible, Mrs. Incredible, Frozone, and Edna Mode. Um, I was completely caught off guard by this, didn't really understand why. I actually think Miss Miss incredible Miss incredible Mrs incredible I can't speak today. Mrs incredible and Frozen look fine. I think Edna Modezo she's she looks okay. I wouldn't have gone there, but it's not terrible, but Mr incredible just man there it just doesn't look right. Um I didn't really think that the route was needed personally. I think that the characters that you can meet already are great. Um But it's a thing now. So if you're going to Pixar Day at Sea, um, let us know. Let us know what you think about it. Um, I just personally, from pictures, I'm not in love with it. And last thing, um, for annual pass holders, again, there's going to be a Dumbo annual pass holder magnet um, that will release at Epcot during Festival of the Arts between January 18th and February 20th. It looks great. Very excited to get it. so make sure if you're at Epcot for Festival of the Arts that you go stop by and go grab your, uh, your annual pass holder magnet. Now, our last piece of park news, we've, we thought Disney released a lot, and then Universal also released a ton. Now, this doesn't have anything to do with Orlando, but Universal Parks and Re- Re- Universal Parks and Resorts announced a family-friendly theme park coming to Frisco, Texas in the coming years. That is huge. Um, right now, Universal and Disney only lie in two states, California and Florida. They both lie in the same city. So it's really interesting to see Universal branch out and build the park in Texas. Um, I feel like this kind of threw everyone off guard. I, I mean, Texas is a great spot. to If you're going to add a third park within the states, it's a great spot for one. Um It's just really interesting. It doesn't look like it's going to be the same size of like Universal Studios Orlando or Universal Studios Hollywood. However, it's still a theme park, you know, created by Universal Parks and Resorts. So I'll be excited to hear as, you know, the years go on what that may look like, what the size may look like. Um, I'm excited because it gives me more of a reason to go visit Texas, go see uh, the new Universal Park and go see my Cowboys. So... Um, I'm excited about that and hope to visit it in the future. And Universal Parks and Resorts also will be releasing a year-round horror destination at Area 15 in Las Vegas. This also looks really cool. I think this is a little bit more unique than adding another theme park in Texas. I think the theme park makes more sense, but I'm a little surprised by the horror destination in Vegas. Looks like Universal is trying to take advantage and build their brand throughout the country. I don't, and I don't think it's a bad idea to do this either. I mean, if you think about it, Universal from Vegas is maybe four hours. Um, this is going to build their brand in Las Vegas. There's a ton of traffic that obviously comes through Vegas. Um, so I'm really intrigued about that. I'm intrigued to learn more information. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of conversation about well, how did the Universal announcements affect Disney? Um, I don't know if they do, to be honest. I I think, I mean, ob- obviously Epic Universe affects Disney because it's right in Orlando. But I don't think a theme park in Frisco, Texas will. Just the vibe I get from hearing about it is it looks like it's going for more of like a local park feel. And I'm sure people are going to travel there. But if it's not driving in, you know however many you know guests that would go to disney a year i don't think it's really going to impact them i especially don't think the horror destination in vegas is going to impact them um i'm sure disney realizes that Universal's stepping up their game and they're putting their best foot forward um i don't think they're sweating them yet but i am intrigued to see if they if if they make you know any decisions to uh to improve their parks in Orlando or California with some of the recent news of Universal Parks and Resorts looking to expand. So we'll see. I don't think they're too worried about it yet. Um, You know, they're they're still separate entities. It's like, you know, any theme park opening around the country. I know it it is Universal, so a much bigger brand. Um, I just kind of wonder if – I don't know if Universal has the – the the driving power to you know really get a ton of people to fly out to frisco texas just to visit there so we'll see more to come entertainment news pretty slow but we did get our first look at uh or a second look at ant-man and the wasp Quantumania. we got the second trailer and it looks great um king the conqueror looks phenomenal looks comic accurate looks, you know, like the next big bad, um, Modok or Mo, Modok. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He also looks good when his mask is covered. Um, I feel like this is going to be, this is, looks like it's going to be a much different vibe than the first two Ant-Man movies. Um, I think we have a real shot at Scott Lang dying in this movie, um, which I feel like is the right way to do. I've, I've kind of listened to a lot of, uh, different vloggers and their opinions and, you know, if it's not now, it's going to be during one of the Avengers movies. And when you die in an Avengers movie, it kind of takes away from um, from the moment being that there's so many. You know, it's probably not just going to be him dying in Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars. Um And I know people could say, well, when Tony Stark died in Endgame, it was the biggest thing. But you're also talking about the character who started this all. Um Not that... Paul Rudd's Ant Man isn't a big deal. It's he's not Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, and that's the reality of it. So, I'm very intrigued. Um, ticket sales tickets aren't on sale yet. I think from what I'm hearing, I wouldn't be surprised if we see ticket sales the day after Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, I know I'll be fully prepared to buy tickets that day, so we'll see. But um, we're almost approaching a month away from the movie, so I'm very excited. Speaking of movies, I have now seen the best movie of 2023 that I've seen so far, which is the only movie that I've seen in 2023, and that is Megan. Um, honestly, when I first saw the trailer for Megan, I was—I didn't plan to even go see it. I thought it looked ridiculously stupid. Um, I promised and swore after Smile I wouldn't see another horror movie, but the reviews were really good, and I said I would go, so... Um, I'm happy I went because this movie is ridiculous, thrilling, funny. I mean, it's just a really fun movie. It's really, you can't even really call it a horror movie. Um, It's more of like a comedy thriller. Uh, If you want to consider it a horror, sure. I mean, I kind of wish it went more of the horror route. I think the movie could have been better that way. But um, it was a fun movie. I think when you think about horror, because people are still going to, put this in that horror genre. I think this has a chance to be the next great horror franchise um, of the future. I think Megan, like I would see 10 more Megan movies. Um, It was that fun. I just think Megan, the character is entertaining. I think, you know, the movie was ridiculous and it it made fun of itself and used satire in a good way. Um, The movie knows it's unserious But, and that's what makes it funny. You just, you can't help yourself but laugh throughout most of the movie. The storyline's creative. It's unique. Um, it can get a little deep at times and it is dark, but, um, overall it's really creative and a lot of the kills are just wild. Um, some of the cons that I have for this movie, I just wish this movie was rated R. I think a darker version of this movie could have been a lot better, um, The acting was pretty bad, but it's fine. I mean, I didn't expect much. Um, And I just wish, going back to it being rated R, I wish we had more gores and uh, more gore and kills. It definitely felt like it was tamer than it should have been. Like, I would have loved more. But overall, it was a fun movie. I gave it a 7.9 out of 10. Probably would have had it higher if it was darker and... So forth. So, um, still a good movie. Very, you know, happy to start off a January movie with a good one. Um, so yeah, that's Megan. But all right, let's get into this past weekend, Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. Uh, this was my third marathon weekend that I've ran in 2020, wrong in 2021. I ran a virtual 5K. Um, then last year in 2022, I attempted, but failed to run the actual marathon. I got to about mile 16 and a half, and then I literally couldn't walk anymore. Um, so this year I decided that half marathon, that was, that was the way to go. Um, and I, I loved the theme. The 30th anniversary the retro 90s feel was just phenomenal. Probably one of the best themes for a run Disney event that I've seen since I started running. Um, so the cool thing about marathon weekend is because you have four races, it just, the weekend feels like, it feels like a, an actual week versus a weekend. Um, the expo started last Wednesday and the final race doesn't end until Sunday. So, I mean, you're talking about, you know, five days of entertainment in terms of run Disney. And it worked out because. The expo was the day after we came back um, from up north. So I had the day off, really got to spend my time there. And it, was, it ended up being the best expo I've ever been to. I think I learned on Wednesday that when you have the time to take off and just enjoy the expo and relax, it's a lot of fun. You get to walk around and explore everything. And granted, this expo definitely had more to explore. Um, so there's multiple parts of the expo. You have when you first walk in, there's the merchandise uh, building, which you have for the first day, you have to do a virtual queue to get the merchandise, which isn't really a big deal. Honestly, it's if you want the top merch because it normally sells out, you want to get in the virtual queue. And I got one of my favorite spirit jerseys um that I like a lot. So I, I was I was happy to get that then after that you go over and you get your race bib which basically tells you what corral you're in, your number, just so you wear it, you know, you have it for when you run. Um that's in a separate building. And then the last building is it's kind of like a like a market fair um also where you pick up your shirts. So it's cool. They have like all these different vendors that are selling all race gear. Um, You pick up your run shirt, which this year's run shirts were all great. Um, Probably, honestly, might be my favorite run Disney shirt that I've gotten. I love the baby blue with the retro uh, half marathon vibe going with Donald and Daisy. Then there was also a state farm tent where you basically got to, like, write something for the runners and then go into this little, like, bubble. And what you wrote came to life, which was really cool. They also had a Desani like free water bottle station and they even normally I walk right past the vendors and probably so because I'm normally rushing and um I actually bought two pairs of running shorts because they had a great vendor with a great deal so I was really impressed by the the expo and even at the merchandise uh part of the expo there's so recently they've had characters meeting and um Dopey was meeting with a cool backdrop and so was Goofy, which makes sense for the Dopey Challenge on the Goofy Challenge. So it was just a great expo. I mean, I was I feel like that got me into a really good, uh, really good mood for the race, especially the year before, not being able to complete the marathon definitely was disappointing. Um, so to kind of start off the weekend right, I was really happy that, uh, that the expo was a lot of fun. But then it came down to the race, Saturday's half marathon. Um, such a blast. Probably the best run Disney event I've ever done. Just the environment was great. All the characters were great. Definitely the best slate of characters that, I have, um, that I've seen in a race. It was just so much fun. Um, so the half marathon starts uh, near Epcot. It's actually like on the roadway that goes around Epcot towards Magic Kingdom. So you start there, run up World Drive. Uh, you get to go through the Magic Kingdom turnstiles, which is great, um, or the parking booth, I should say. Then you basically run through the Ticket and Transportation Center around to the Contemporary, and then you loop in and start running through the uh, the bus terminal at Magic Kingdom uh, and right on to Main Street, which it's just such a beautiful run. Um, when we were running towards the Contemporary, as we were going – under the, uh, under the bridge, I actually got to see one of the ferry boats all lit up uh, over me. Got to, you know, monorails riding above me. It was just such a cool vibe. And then running down Main Street is always just, be- I mean, I've done it twice, but always beautiful. Um, and it's great. Lindsay was there waiting for me. She gave me a donut, which fueled me up. Um, it was just so cool. I mean, running down Main Street is just one of the coolest experiences. Um, and then you get to run around Magic Kingdom and then you pop actually right out behind Splash Mountain and then kind of loop your way back down World Drive towards Epcot. So the the race map was great. It was a lot of fun. Do wish we got to run through more of Epcot and wish we touched Disney's Hollywood Studios, but still really enjoyed the overall uh, running path that we did. Now, in terms of characters, I always feel like characters can make or break your race, and that's why I'm such a proponent for longer races. I just feel like you get more out of it. This race had amazing characters. Um, so the ones that I – well, I'll start, and I I listed all the characters that were there. So there was Flick, uh, Princess Etna from A Bug's Life. I'm probably butchering the name. Darwig Duck, Pain and Panic, Timon, um, Esmeralda, Sally, Lumiere, The Beast, Jack, Buzz Lightyear, Mickey, Pluto, Chip, and Dale were on a cavalcade float. Um, I'm going to mispronounce the name, but Tarzan's Gorilla Dad. Tinkerbell, there was another fairy there. Ariel, Hades, um, Jafar, Genie, the Green Army Man, Mushu, Lotso, Max and Tweedledee, Tweedledum. So the the characters were great. It was such a blast. I ended up meeting. Um, I started off. I first met Lumiere, which I was really excited about because I was very jealous looking at the 10k and seeing that he was there. Um, it was a pretty long line. It was like 30 minutes, and then I said to myself, "I'm like, I I have to make up some time." And then of course, the next character is Sally. And so I meet Sally and then I'm like, all right, I really got to catch up now. What happens like 20 minutes later, I see Jack. And of course I can't not stop for Jack. So, um, these are good things. I was very happy. Um, then I met, um, later in the race, Tarzan's dad, which can't pronounce the name, so I'm not going to try. So that was a cool meet and greet. And then after the race at the staging center, um, I met pain and panic, which was a great meet and greet as well. So really just loved the characters. I thought they were all awesome. Um, the only race that I can compare my favorite characters to is my first ever run Disney race, which was wine and dine 2021. Um, but a lot of the characters are just as good. I mean, there's Jack there first time meeting Oogie Boogie, evil queen that also had Hades. Um, there's a few others, but that race also that up until this point was the best race in terms of characters. But overall, I was really happy because recently my biggest, my biggest complaint about the run Disney events were the lack of rare characters. And I feel like most of these characters I listed are really rare. Um, some of them are for me, aren't as rare. Cause I've had a chance to meet them before. Like I saw Hades in a run Disney event already. Um, I've met Jafar at Halloween parties. I've met Mushu. I've met Lotso. Um, Esmeralda is the only one that I would have really liked to meet that I didn't get the chance to. Her line is just too long, and she was the first character. Um, but overall, it, it just the characters are great. When you get good characters, it's, it's worth it. Um, and that's why I always recommend longer races, because something like a 5K, there's normally only four to five characters, and if you don't like half of them um, – it just becomes a little bit more disappointing. So definitely a pro for uh, for the longer races. And then the medal at the end. Um, my medal was a little dinged up, but Run Disney took care of me to get a new medal. Um, probably in my top three medals. I think my top three includes Wine and Dine 2021, which is a Nightmare Before Christmas uh, theme medal, which probably won't ever get beaten. Then there was also the last year's marathon weekend which was a 50th anniversary one and then this one has like a retro 30th half marathon feel which is a really good one so i love it it's a great medal um and it was just a great event like this definitely hands down was the best run disney weekend i've had from the expo to the race itself um it's a lot of fun a lot a lot of fun um, and then later that day, we got to, me and my buddy Frank, we went to Magic Kingdom. That's when we rode the railroad again. Got to try the new Bear Tracks churro, which I wasn't really a fan of it. It was a little too hard for me. It had chocolate sauce and candy pieces, but eh. But at least later that night, made up for it, we went to Sebastian's Bistro, which I've reviewed before, phenomenal as always, best value on Disney property, the cilantro rice is excellent, the mojo pulled pork is great, Um, the steak was phenomenal actually this time, the steak was really, really good, pull apart bread always good, or pull apart rolls always good, it's just, I love Sebastian's, I actually knocked it up um, to, I pushed it up one more spot, so now I have it as ninth out of 101 overall which actually might be where it was in the past before Palo, because um, Palo kind of moved everything up. Um, so if you haven't been to Sebastian's Beach at Disney's Caribbean Beach, highly recommend. But Marathon Weekend was great. If you're, you know, you kind of saw Marathon Weekend, you saw a lot of people run, and now you're considering it, do not wait. Come March, this year's Wine and Dine will release Um, and then pretty much every like month, another race registration will release. And by the end of summer, all of the 2024 races, except wine and dine will be sold out. So if after this weekend, you're like, Hey, this is something that interests me. I want to do it. Do not wait. Like, I promise you, you will be waiting until 2025 to run a race. It's just the way it works. Um, I always say, because I know a lot of people are like, I want to get in shape before signing up. Trust me when I say that you have plenty of time. I do wish that, and marathon weekend for me is always tough because Lindsay and I travel for the holidays, and by the time we get back, it's like I've gone two weeks without running. So running the half was was a bit of a struggle. The last, like, half of the race, I just walked the whole thing because my body was just in pain. Um... But I did it, and that's what matters. I probably would have been able to complete it sooner too had I not stopped for so many characters, but that's, that's part of the fun. But if you're, you're contemplating it, sign up. I mean, I would recommend start with a 10K. I know most people want to start with a 5. I just think you get more for your money with a 10K. Um, and, you know, as long as you mentally say to yourself, like, I got to prepare, I got to start running, um, you'll be able to. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, you know, you have more than enough time to prepare from the moment you sign up until the actual race. If you think about it, Wine and Dine registration is March 21st and the race isn't gonna be till the beginning of November. So that that's what, eight months of pre- preparation? Um, but do it, do the races. They're a lot of fun. I had a blast this weekend. I truly... I can't speak any more highly, um, run Disney marathon weekend was a blast, um, but I don't really have anything Disney coming up, which is kind of a bummer this weekend. Uh, gonna go out to Tampa. I'm actually going to a cowboy playoff game, which I'm very excited about. I know my non Disney or my Disney folks probably won't care. Um, but hopefully, you know, we'll get some more, more news on Ant-Man, and the Wasp tickets, I am seeing another movie on Friday, so I'll come back a review of that, and yeah, we'll be, you know, we'll keep going, going, Lot lot of news coming out, you know, a lot of new things coming out soon, excited to, you know, go back to Festival of the Arts, my favorite personal f- uh, festival, um, so I'll be excited to cover that at some point, and yeah, there's a lot going on, um, so Yeah. That's it. I'll talk to y'all next week. And remember, if you are, you know, planning a run-a-run run Disney race, March twenty first, circle that on your calendar. Talk to you guys next week.